listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Sonali Rupani, uh, and Sonali talked about the time she got wasted before a high school dance that she was supposed to be organizing. This week, I sat down with Brianna Wallen, and we talked about some of the gross things that happened to her while she had Hodgkin's lymphoma, including uh, the week she spent in the hospital for constipation. Here's Brianna Wallen. Very recently in my life, I was spending a lot of time in hospitals, which is just like immediately where the grossest things happen anyway. Um, but the whole time that I was in the hospital, every time I would go, it would be like the hottest person taking <laughs> care of me. And my mom, when she was with me, would be like, he's not wearing a wedding ring. Like, go for <laughs> he's it. He's a doctor. Yeah, exactly. So I'm in or my head. Yeah. They could be nurses as well. I do think that... I prefer a nurse. Yeah, a doctor or a nurse would be a great future partner because nothing faces them. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great way to start a relationship. One of the first times I went in, I was getting a port put in, which is like... It goes directly into your heart to more like quickly administer drugs, basically, when you're going through like... Wait, so it's like a... <laughs> it was like a little like robot round robot part. I still have the scar you can kind of see. Oh wow! Not good for the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like a round robot part with a tube, and they stick the tube like into your heart to get the medicine straight into your bloodstream. Wait, can did did does that have to be like surgically put in? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like. I was picturing them doing that, like, uh, in, like, a hospital bed, and I was like, oh, my God. It was surgically put in, but okay, I was awake sense. while it was happening. Yikes. Okay, interesting. And the guy putting it in, I actually don't know if he was a doctor or a nurse or, like... Male model. Male model, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> wandered in. into the hospital. <laughs> that would explain a lot, actually, because he seemed to not quite know what he was doing. A lot of the classic hot people. Um, this guy's name was Brian. Okay. That's what I remember. Um... And he was, like, not only, like, so hot, but, like, so nice. And he was... That's ta- rough. Like, taking care of me. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> what do you need? What kind of music do you like? Like, while we're doing this procedure. It's like, chatting about our favorite place to get lunch in the city. It's like, this is going to be great. This is my future husband. And then he's like, I just need you to lie back so I can, like, put on these sensors. It's like, great taking care of me, love this. And he just, like, rips open my gown to, like, put them on my chest and just my boobs exposed <laughs> under fluorescent light, like, laying totally horizontally so that's, like, not their best form so they look like at eggs. all. Yeah, yeah. When I lay flat, I go, these look like fried eggs now. <laughs> they really do. Um, so that wasn't great, you know. It's starting to go downhill. <laughs> my date with this man who's a doctor. <laughs> Going for a fast date, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> skip, skip the end. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then he gives me the drugs that are going to... Okay, now it's looking like a good day yeah. again. And suddenly I'm feeling my heart. so amazing. And again, we're like <laughs> talking. He puts on uh, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I love this song. And I'm thinking in my mind that I'm saying all these really like flirty, cute things. And what I actually feel coming out of my mouth is just like... 
a glob of spit just <laughs> flowing down the side of my mouth, and I'm just staring at him with like a smile on my face, like, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like nailing it. And then comes time to put in the actual port. Mm-hmm. And um, this happened when I was getting this put in and when I was getting it taken out. This might be because it's Northwestern. It's a teaching hospital. Okay. But right before, as I'm feeling the incision being made, I just hear, oops. No. (laughs) Brian. (laughs) What? My guy. He's like, wow, you're bleeding a lot. Like, more than you should be. What? And I'm on the drugs, smiling, you know, spit running down my face. So it's not bothering me that much at the time. Um... But then when I come to again, first of all, all my clothes are on, which they were not on when I was in the I do have not a t-shirt on. I still have the robe on because I was bleeding through my t-shirt <laughs> through the port. Um, so Brian dressed me, noticed my <laughs> shirt was bleeding, took off my shirt, put the robe on. Brian. Brian. <laughs> and then wheeled me out to my parents who were waiting for me. In the, uh, in the waiting room. Why are um, you bleeding so much? Uh, I don't know exactly what happened still. The thing that happened when they were taking it out was another oops, and then this is going to scar really badly, is what they said to me. They said that while you were laying there? Mm-hmm. What the hell? So, that seems like, put a pin in that for later. We'll, like, we'll talk right. about it. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's just because like, I've never been cut open before. I don't know if that's a thing. As I'm saying it out loud, I realize that probably isn't it. Um, or if he just went, like, a little too deep. He went too hard in the paint, dude. Mm-hmm. Good God. So that was my first, like, real experience with, like, a hot doctor. Um, and then the next one was I was in the hospital for a week soon after this for, like, stuff related to my illness. And it was another just, like... So hot. Wait, what is your illness? Oh, I, I yeah, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, so I was like going through chemotherapy. That's what the port was for, um, and it's all good now. But oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I went to the hospital like the second weekend because one of the side effects of chemotherapy is like extreme constipation, to the point where like I literally thought I was going to die. Oh God! <laughs> and they put me in the hospital for a week <laughs> for constipation, like not even like something related to like the cancer or like something life threatening. I just like could not shit. <laughs> You're like nine one one. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, don't know what to do. It is one of those weird things like about being a woman sometimes where I'm like, I should be able to handle this. This is just cramps. This isn't that bad. But it was to the point where medical help oh, was for necessary. Sakes. This literally it's not usually this bad. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, um, for the listeners, the fucking cat jumped up on the table, <laughs> sniffing around. Get some nice little cat sniffs on Every that microphone. Every man within within fifty feet of this house has been screaming or bonking around or sniffing his little whiskery nose into the microphone. Okay, keep going. So while I was in the hospital for constipation, um, they gave me this like, they just kept giving me this really disgusting like bubbly water. Apparently, you can buy it at Walgreens. Totally forget what's in it now, but it's supposed to really loosen things up and <laughs> get you going. And I could not keep it down. And every time it would be the same hot doctor, like blonde hair, blue eyes, 
didn't have a wedding ring. My mom checked. Don't worry. <laughs> um, in a white lab coat. Don't know why doctors wear white. It seems really impractical. Yeah, with all the shit and piss and blood. And every oh, time. Oh, maybe that's why, because then they can you know when it's it? on you. Oh. About, that would make sense. That it's makes not sense. like I guess if, that's good doctoring. If they're wearing like a jacket that looks like a linoleum floor, they'd be covered in shit from head to toe, I know. and they would have no idea. Well, it's like the nurses who wear like funky patterns. Yeah, it's like, you could have everything on you right now. That is true. Like loogie could be on oh, you. Oh yeah, I'm I can sure think of a lot of other on all stuff. the time. Oh, I, I bet it's really yeah, oh yeah. Man, yeah, doing God's work. But when this doctor comes in to give me this thing to drink he says just drink the whole thing which i looked later you're only supposed to drink about a quarter of it he's a quack <laughs> and i do not like, trust hot people right i'm i'm it's the bubble like everyone just tells them they're good at shit until they're feeding yes. you drugs in mm-hmm. a hospital <laughs> <laughs> one time i was talking to somebody and i said um i was like I said that I said that like kind of like off the cuff, and I was like, I don't trust hot people. And he like stopped and looked at me. And he's like, Well, so you either don't think I'm hot or you don't trust me. And I was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> what a way to get a compliment. And then we moved along. I know it was not really a compliment. Yeah, I was like, Well, in case since you asked. <laughs> okay, anyways. Oh, so he gave you too much bubble. Now I'm thinking of all the hot people I don't trust. Okay, got to make a list later. <laughs> Um, and they're up to something. We all, we know that, right? They they must have meetings. <laughs> they absolutely do. Yeah, he gives me the bubble water, and um, he's like, "All right, so you should just." Wait, like, did it taste really bad, or it made you? It tasted really bad, okay. and it was just like I wasn't really eating anything else. I think. Yeah. Is it like the really thick? Because my roommate had to get a colonoscopy, and he had to drink that like really slimy like. It wasn't. That just makes you shut your whole body up. Yeah, it wasn't quite that. It was, like, a combination of that and, like, a LaCroix, but, like... Foul. The worst... The flavor of LaCroix... Yeah. No one ever asked about. The worst flavor you could think of. Like, baking soda flavored LaCroix. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, the pure LaCroix that no one ever gets. Yeah. Yeah, imagine walking around with it. Disgusting. So he's like, you're probably gonna need to get to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Berry. Tastes like perfume. I hate lime. Lacroix. I get it together. I don't like lime either. Okay, thank you. People I don't think really, I'm insane. <laughs> I don't really like lime flavored anything, and mm-hmm. I also don't like. And then everyone's like, "No, key lime. That's the one." It's I'm like mm. fall as well. They do. There's so many weird things that they do with like, like this water that I was supposed to be drinking, and like other things I would have to drink for getting like a PET scan, where they're like, "We'll make it a fun flavor, so you don't realize that you're putting like." Poison. poison in your body. <laughs> Let's make it banana flavored. That'll make it more Yikes. fun. Just makes it so much harder to go down. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, like, now that I'm, like, tasting this in my mouth again, that it was, like, some sort of, like, passion fruit. It was supposed oh, to no. be... They did something to it to make it taste good. It did not taste good. <laughs> like, just stop trying. <laughs> but he took walked me to the bathroom. He was walking me to the bathroom, basically, to be like... Chivalry is not dead. You're gonna need to be... <laughs> in the bathroom soon. <laughs> you go in here. Yeah. And the second I stood up, it just oh, no. all came out of me, and I just threw up right on him. <laughs> and, like, for every other instance of, like, getting med- medicine, I feel like it's always the nurse. 
and like all the nurses I was with were like women, we were like pals, and like the one time that I throw up on someone, it's just all over his his white coat. Really right on him like that. Like just kind of, yeah. Not quite projectile, but enough that he was the first <laughs> it got a line of start. <laughs> yeah. oh. And it's just, you know, it's, it is moments like that, though, where it's like so much worse that it's a hot person. Yeah. <laughs> you feel so much more disgusting. And I already hadn't, like, showered in, like, a week because you're in the hospital and you're, like, have tubes all over you. And, like, <laughs> you're like, time for my sponge bath. Yeah. <laughs> So I probably smelled the shit. Maybe the doctor needed a sponge bath too. Yeah, let's do it together. Let's sponge each other down. I noticed you don't have down. a wedding ring. <laughs> After that, he shows up. He's like wearing gloves, but his wedding ring's over the gloves. Yeah, he's, he's like, like I do. Uh, have one. Wedding ring. Yeah, I bet he lost that in another patient in some yeah. gross way. It's deep in someone's colon. Oh my god, it's got to be so disgusting to be a doctor. Oh yeah, I think the hardest part would be. Like, not really dealing with the gross stuff, but, like, keeping, not making someone feel bad. You know, exactly. keeping, like, a calm. Yeah. That would be tricky. If you if I couldn't complain and, like, wince mm-hmm. and make a big stink. Right. That would be hard for me. And I think that's the difference between doctors and nurses. Because I think nurses are doing it so much more. Yes. That they get used to it. What did he do when you barfed all he over was, him? He was very nice. He, he was, was like, okay. it's totally fine. Like, this happens all the time. And I was like... <laughs> Looking at the nurse, like, I'm going to ask her later if this actually happens all the time. <laughs> Feels like it shouldn't. Did I reverse? He'll <laughs> <laughs> remember me forever. <laughs> and that's the other thing with, like, a teaching hospital. I'm like, was it your first day today? Like, oh, it's God. totally possible it was someone's first day while I was there. Yeah, you wouldn't want to know, but you'd also want to know. Right. Maybe I wouldn't want to I don't know. Yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, but I was like, yeah, you got to learn something. Somehow. When I got my last pap smear... Uh, it was just at Planned Parenthood, but mm-hmm. she was like, or no, she, it was, um, do, another, I had to get another colposcopy, uh, and yeah. she was like, do you mind if I bring my person in with me to watch? And I said, yeah, go for it. So then, yeah, it was like, had this group of people looking straight mm-hmm. down the barrel. <laughs> oh man, this, when I was like in the hospital for the same thing, they basically just put me on like a steady dose of, like, Xanax and pain meds before, like, I really cleared myself out. So I was not in the right mind, and, like, my mom would pop in and out, and at one point they had an OBGYN come in just to, like, see if that was causing anything. And that's, like, how my mom found out that I had HPV, which, like, I already knew. (laughs) Everyone has HPV. Yeah, I was so, like, out of it. My mom was, like, so concerned. I was like, Mom, shut up. It's fine. Like, I know. Like, I've had this forever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, cancer? And then HPV. Exactly. (laughs) HPV, the cool kid disease. (laughs) Mom, you should be proud of me. (laughs) Your mom probably has HPV, too. I hope she listens to this and lets me know. Yeah. My mom had it. She told me when I got mine. Mine went away, though. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I guess it does that yeah. now. They, they were like, yeah, sometimes it does. Might come back. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I got, like, all of the um, vaccinations in high school. I did, too. Yeah, still got it. Well, it was my understanding that, um, that like, the one that we all got in high school, like, the three shots, right? Yeah, it's oh, like Gardasil or something. Yeah, exactly. So, somebody was telling me that, that there's a lot of different strains of HPV, so that one is, like, Specifically for the one that's mm-hmm. really bad and causes yeah. cervical cancer. So I think I got one of the like JV squad yeah. strains of HPV. That's what I think too. Um, but 
my mom is convinced though that my HPV might have caused my cancer, and I'm like, interesting. Not actually related <laughs> at all. I did ask about that. Well, I guess she has a point because if you have sex, you will die. So oh, right. In right, that right, right, way, right, right, right. yeah, she's probably. <laughs> that was like yeah, being in the hospitals, and my mom found out a lot about me, like very casually. One day she was, because she knew at a certain point that I, like, was just drugged out. She was like, oh, like, I might go to this place for lunch. I'm like, great, that's a great place for lunch. She goes, hey, like, quick question. Um, are you a virgin? <laughs> and I was 25 also oh, when this like, happened. <laughs> I was like, no, mom. <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. So I think I'm going to get, like, the BLT at this restaurant. She just, like, sandwiched it in. A sandwich conversation. Sneaky mom. Sneaky mom. <laughs> Um, wait, so how did you shit finally? Um, there was just, it might have been that medicine. They were giving me so many different diuretics. (laughs) And there was just like a full day that I was just on the toilet in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. And like my nurse would like knock on the door and like bring me a glass of water. Like every once in a while she's like, you're going to be super dehydrated after this. Oh no. Yeah, but it was the full week in the hospital, and then um, they gave me different meds, like, going forward. I basically had to take, like, laxatives for the rest of my treatment to make sure that didn't happen again. But the rest of it was, like, smooth sailing. Like, the worst part of having cancer was Was being constipated. Wow. (laughs) Just PSA, everybody. Did anyone have you try um, a cup of coffee and a cigarette? Because I've heard that, like, works really well. Oh, my God. Yeah, if they would have given me a pack of cigarettes in the hospital, like... <laughs> They're like, it's, it's an emergency. This is medical. <laughs> That's what's so fucked up, is, like, they don't want you to have coffee and cigarettes when you're, like, going through chemotherapy. Not even coffee? Coffee, it's, like, it all dehydrates you. Everything's uh, bad. Bummer. I know. Man. So I just had strawberry milkshakes, like, every day. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> to wake that up. That did it for you me. You put it in a coffee mug? Yeah. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I had another question, but now I can't remember what it was. But yeah, always like a great way to get to know your body too, in a very different way, and just like like especially like from that first time of someone just like opening my gown and like I think I'm only comfortable being naked now because of like strangers constantly just coming in and being like, "Hey, let's see what's going on in there." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's just have a beak. Everybody look. <laughs> Who cares?" I've gotten so much more comfortable. I don't know what when I was younger, I was like, "Yeah, being naked was kind of scary." Mm-hmm. And now I'm like pretty chill. Now I feel chill with it. It makes oh, yeah. me feel very adult, but I'm like, <laughs> right? Cuz like yeah. or I'll always be like, I don't really I'll get changed in front of the window and someone's like, "Aren't you gonna Someone can't." I'm like, "Can't good for them." Mm-hmm. The lucky dog. <laughs> I still weirdly feel weird getting naked, like, in front of my cats, though. Like, oh, if I do not care about that. Because they're naked in front of me all the time. That's true. And I don't say anything to them. That's and really they put their point. bare asshole on my foot sometimes. Your cats ever do that? Oh, they put it fucking everywhere. <laughs> they're rubbing it on everything. <sighs> the, another, like, story I was thinking of telling, but it, it's not even a story, so I decided not mm-hmm. to, was that the other day my cat just fully just threw up, like, next to my head while no. I was sleeping. Like a little hairball. Oh, gross. It's like, really? Is this the boundaries that I've set up? One of the cats took a shit in the kitchen the other day. Well, I don't... I should rephrase. I don't think they shit in the kitchen. I think they shit and it... They weren't quite done and they 
left the litter box a little prematurely. <laughs> but I watched it, I walked into the kitchen and I was like, what is that smell? It's a fucking turd in the middle of the floor. They're foul little perverts. It's wild that we keep them in the house. And we love them so much. I should keep them in a shed out back. They're disgusting. (laughs) I just love them so much, though. Yeah, okay, me too. I love them too. (laughs) I mean, we definitely have that disease from the litter boxes that makes us just obsessed with them for no reason. The the brain worm or whatever that Mm -hmm. turns you completely... Yeah, man, cats are so gross. (laughs) (laughs) The other day, this one, my roommate's cat was up on this table and puked off the table, like blasted off the table, so I had to hear it like slap into the ground. Oh my god. And then clean it up and it was and he pukes wet, disgusting. He looks he looks cute now, but he Mm -hmm. is boy, he's gross. That's the worst with cats. You can always hear them doing something and you're like Oh I can yeah. This is gonna be gross. And then I run. I've got to run, look for him, and pull the rug out from under his little dirty mouth. He loves finding a nice rug too. We got all these new. Till I got all these new rugs for Christmas, he asked his family for rugs. So we have three new rugs, and I'm not kidding. Within, within a week, this cat had puked on every rug. Of course, got to claim it. Yeah, that one is still absolute trash. (sighs) Yeah. It's like he's like playing bingo or something. He's like, gotta, gotta, gotta <laughs> do them all. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> rug Pokemon. He's gonna get a rug blackout in bingo. Like. <laughs> At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories, and I will begin. Okay. This one says, Young Rebel. When I was five, I would sneak a single hostess cupcake from the kitchen and hide it under my bed. Uh, And after getting tucked in, I would sneak one bite per night, put it back under my bed. Uh, One cupcake would last me several weeks. My mom eventually found out uh, when sweeping the hardwood floors, and it was covered in dust bunnies and dirt. I had still been sneaking bites, but because it was night i had no idea how much dirt i was eating on my rock stale hostess cupcake yum um i totally i would do that when i was a kid with this is so weird but i okay what you know there's like kids in your in elementary that like some of the kids had snacks Mm -hmm. and i was not one of those kids Mm -hmm. so like one of my friends would always have like gummy worms or like something cool and then one time she gave me a gummy worm well, I had one gummy worm, and then we cut up part of it to make, like, baby gummy worms. So we were keeping them as, like, gummy worm pets. Like, I so I had, like, a big gummy Aww. worm and, like, little babies. But I c- literally could not stop myself from eating the babies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they were in my desk for, like, weeks, and I would just see these hard little pieces of... And then she was like, you're eating our the game we're playing. And I was like, I cannot... But it's, I truly cannot it's stop food. doing this. And that's been my problem my whole life is zero self-restraint. But that's got to be, like, a rich person thing, like, turning food into a game. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, it, she wasn't rich, but she was rich in snacks. So, yeah, they yeah. didn't mean anything to her, mm-hmm. like they did to me. Exactly. A snackless child. And it's also we would have snackless, snacks, but it was, like, yeah, yeah they are, like, whole wheat crackers. It was, like, Yeah, like, order great. slices. Or, yeah, like an apple, like, ugh, disgusting. And to this day, my parents get us apples and oranges for our Christmas stockings. I'm, like... The fuck? 
What am I supposed to do that's with this? That's, like, some British people stuff, right? too. Yeah. Yeah, giving up. Because that's, because, like, back in the day, fruit was, like, a treat, because... Yeah. And everybody's teeth are falling out of their head, but it's not that day. It's not anymore. We got no. fluoride, so I want... Yeah. Give me, like, a Starbucks gift card or something. Yeah, like, I <laughs> want... Honestly, st- I still want gummy worms. Yeah, gummy worms. <laughs> as, as a present. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so this one says, not much of a narrative, but I once went to the restroom to remove a tampon only to find two. <laughs> the gross part, I guess, is that I never would have noticed had there not been much blood on the outside. Uh, most of the tampons, so I decided to dig for more. <laughs> I like that one because that's happened to me before, and yeah, bleeding through a tampon enough to put another tampon in. <laughs> Relatable. You, I mean, you would not be surprised, but there's in the all these like audience slips. I would say probably, probably like fifteen percent of the stories are two tampons in <laughs> at once, and not knowing one was in there. One one so of them was like. It was a story about this girl's mom where she was like on a work trip and kept smelling this like weird smell and thinking it was the other woman she was on the trip with. And then she was in the bathtub and it like just like slid out this like old That's like one of my biggest fears and part of the reason I don't use tampons anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm a big diva cup Mm -hmm. advocate. Yeah. Never put two of those in there. You would definitely notice. Although I forget mine is in there quite a bit and I will say it's unpleasant to take it out then it's like I feel like if I left it in long enough it would just be con- part of my body it would be used <laughs> to the inside remember in like the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie when Orlando <laughs> Bloom finds his dad yes. he like, like covered with barnacles from the ship he's like yeah. <laughs> he's like hello son <laughs> that would be my fucking demon oh, just all crusty too yeah. like that hello you came back for me <laughs> Please set a timer or something. Please remember it. <laughs> I'll put it in my calendar. <laughs> when I put it in. Um, okay, this one. This one is very short and sweet. It says, I masturbated in the bathroom at work. <laughs> and then they drew little three little hearts. <laughs> um, I was, I've talked about this a few weeks back, but, like, I was talking to all these men that work in offices and, like, an overwhelming, overwhelming number of them just jack off in the bathroom, like, God. every day. So I, one guy I was talking to, he's like, yeah, I do it every day. It breaks up the day. <laughs> oh, good for but you. But I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming this is not a man, but, yes, it's good. I'm happy to know everyone. We're all doing it. <laughs> the way my office is built, the bathrooms are, like, right in the busiest hallway and, like, near a lot of desks. So, like... It's, it would be impossible. They probably do that on purpose so people don't. So people don't steal yeah. company time or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so, yeah, so and so true. people don't jack yeah. off. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, company time. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Not to keep You're people like, oh, no, from masturbating. Work. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know how hard it is. <laughs> also, I saw this thing on Twitter that I don't know if this is real, but I saw this thing saying they were starting to build toilets that are the oh, seat is I like saw at that. a. What degree angle? Like a like a lower angle, like a fifteen degree angle yeah. or something like that, so that it's uncomfortable to sit there and people don't steal company time. But I was like, I was like, dude, I'll sit. I'll, my feet fall asleep while I'm sitting on the toilet. So like an angle, a slight 
<laughs> angle is not going to stop me. Like, right. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, toilets are not comfortable. <laughs> no, for yeah. Anyone? What the fuck? Already? They, yeah, they think that it's like an armchair, and now, and now, oh no, yeah. now it's horrible. And, and no, I mean, it's like, horrible. I could go. There are plenty of times I just go stand in the bathroom and play a game on my phone. Like, oh, I don't yeah. need to be sitting to steal company time. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Also, this is a little off topic, but um. People get mad about when people don't put the toilet seat down and then you sit on it, but for me, when people put the the lid down, a lot oh. of times I will not notice, and I will sit down and my pussy like slaps oh, into the so lid. Cold too. It's cold. It literally makes a noise. It's one. I. It scares me. Yeah. <laughs> and like usually when I'm actually going to the bathroom, like it's about to be an emergency. Oh yeah. Like I don't know how. What am I to... gonna go when it's comfortable? So I feel I like I would just splatter. It's boring to pee. I hate doing it. Mm-hmm. Shitting is fun, but <laughs> I don't like peeing. <laughs> um, yeah, peeing is a chore. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you have one? Yeah. Speaking of peeing. Um, <laughs> This one says, me and my friend used to pull a lot of pee pranks, peeing on people's mailboxes and door handles. But one night we ran out of pee and we weren't (laughs) done pranking. I will say pee is very easy to stock up on. I mean, I'm like, drink water, Mm -hmm. but keep like... Yeah. Um, We called my boyfriend to ask if he would pick up, if we could pick up some of his pee and he asked, old or new? (laughs) Turned out he had six month old bottles of pee in his room. They smelled horrible. (laughs) This, that one is... So what a what what a what a Shyamalanian twist to right? be on there. <laughs> I really feel like they're perfect for each what other. What's he though. doing with it? He was just ready to go. What's My that? assumption would be like drug testing. Would that work? I don't know. Does it? Well, you think it would kind of have an expiration date? I don't know. I mean, I guess he he. What if he was making like scobies for kombucha? <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we're all buying at Whole Foods They like <laughs> He's now a millionaire. I love the probiotics. Cannot get enough. Gut health is very important. Um, okay. This one says, Scared girl has sex with second guy ever. I like when they kind of have like a summary up top. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes a road trip. Two weeks later, there are red bumps everywhere. Tells mom. Tells mom's OBGYN. Have you slept anywhere other than your own bed? Yes. Well, a bug got into your underwear and bit you everywhere. <laughs> Nothing like a good second time having sex association. <laughs> a bug. It was a bug. There. A bug did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mystery solved. Oh, man. All right, I'll just go into this one. I'm like, so much I could say about how... A about, bug bit you? A bug bit no just like poor um sex ed training and like that wasn't a bug (laughs) (laughs) no i think it was a bug i think it was i think it was a tick (laughs) (laughs) but you several times (laughs) and they move around i think it's a big tick Okay. It was a grasshopper. <laughs> it was a butterfly. It was really delicate yeah, it, and beautiful. It was a luna moth. Oh, oh, cute. I think grasshoppers are the grossest bug. Okay, I just wanted to get that on the record. They are they the scare most. Me. When kids would hold them in their hands and they'd be like, "Look at this," and then they'd open it and it would like literally spring out and like slap you in the face. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, as how do they weigh so much? Like, they're this. They're so little, but they weigh they're so dense. They weigh. They weigh ten pounds, I think. Ugh. 
as a person who's worn glasses my whole life, there's nothing worse than a grasshopper, like somebody doing that, and then the <gasps> grasshopper just staying. Oh, I think when it got stuck under the glasses. <sighs> no, but now I'm gonna be afraid of that <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, just saying. having it right there and seeing it. Like, oh, there. Bugs are so foul. Bugs are gross. Okay, this one says. My ex-boyfriend used to love pulling his butt hair out to prove it didn't hurt. <laughs> I love that. I read this one at the last show. I love this one. Once at his parents' house, I watched him pull butt hairs out for 30 minutes and make a pile of them on the windowsill. And then we fucked. Upside down smiley face. <laughs> Literally, that's the most, like, dumb guy bullshit I to know, be like, right? no, I'm pretty tough. I'll rip out every ass hair I have. <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. I'll stack them like... up to show you yeah. to make you wet. Yeah. I guess I'm pretty strong. <laughs> Unbelievable. Pretty tough. <laughs> but like reading that, I'm like, hmm. What a like, just go get a go get a wax. You know? Yeah, that what would that would be way. really tough. Yeah. I would, to and that. that would really impress me if if some guy was like, hey, by the way, I just waxed my asshole. Yeah. I'd say, sir, right. <laughs> take me now. Spicy. <laughs> Our live story comes from Sonali Rupani. Uh, Sonali is a Chicago comic and storyteller, and this was recorded in January of 2020. Here's Sonali Rupani. Before I get started, I have to tell you guys that you need to know I'm a good girl. Okay, like I'm a good Indian girl. Like, like growing up, like boys are bad. Like boys are bad. Suppress your feelings. Like, if you're like you're a good Indian like girl, if you suppress any like sexual desires for a man, and now that's not like what this whole thing's about. <laughs> I you just need to know that. Um, so okay, good Indian girl. Like her junior year of high school, she's stacking her course load with AP classes, and then she's also rounding out her education with a solid extracurricular activity. And this is, for me, it was Bharatanatyam, which is basically the ballet of India. No one's clapping. (laughs) So listen, good Indian girls are also teacher's pets. And when I tell you I'm killing it at being a good Indian girl. I'm not fucking lying, okay? Like, my dance teacher selected me to be in a company production that's 21 dances in 20 days. I was also on first name basis with my biology teacher. All my teachers fucking love me, okay? But there's like one I couldn't crack. And it was my AP statistics teacher. Her name was Rosa McCullough. Miss McCullough is the most intimidating teacher at my school. She's this tiny Irish woman, blonde hair, blue eyes, just like so intimidating. And listen guys, she, okay. She, um, she, this guy fell asleep in her class and she didn't do anything. Like she didn't wake him up. She let him sleep in the class. He had to wake up in the next period with another teacher teaching another class and just figure it out for him himself and then get up and pack up his stuff and leave. Like, that's humiliating. <laughs> like, he just, like, had to leave. That's badass. That's scary. Like, that's fucking intimidating. Anyway, whatever. <clears throat> February of my junior year, I was also planning my winter formal because I was on 
student council because I'm a good masochistic bitch. Yes, yes. So I, the most important thing I had to do for winter formal was plan the coat check system. And it was very sophisticated. I had to like manage when people were volunteering for like which time slots. And it was a sophisticated, it was really important. Look, you guys, are you guys ready for this? Like it, there were, there were numbers on the hangers and we had to, we decided to use Sharpie to write the number on the back of the hand whose coat it was. Whoa. We, it was a private school, like you guys are geniuses, you're welcome, so, okay. Um, for winter formal, so winter formal comes up and um, my best friend Alana, she was planning how me and my friends would get ready and go to the dance together. And now I know, you guys know, like I'm a good Indian girl, but my best friend Alana was not. And here's what a good Indian girl does not do. She does not drink green apple flavored Smirnoff vodka on the rocks before a school dance. Um, no, this isn't Alana's fault, this is my fault. I'll take responsibility for my actions. And I drank the vodka on an empty stomach. And I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk before, but um, I had never when I was 16. And um, all I remember is like pure chaos and mayhem like, from that period onward. Um, so I, um, I do remember a few things and here they are. Okay, number one, I did not want to go to the formal. But my friend Catherine was there. She laid down next to me. She cut up some apples because that's what I needed more of at the time. <laughs> And she, she, remind, she was on student council, and she reminded me of the repercussions of not making it for my coat check shit. <laughs> she was looking out for me. Um, two, I made it to the dance. And I would say I made it to the dance scot-free, but, um, so, like, thanks to Alana, but, and my hair was done, my makeup was done, I was wearing, like, a cute strapless dress, and, but I distinctly remember wearing still my brown Birkenstocks. And I think, I think like, Alana was like, we're not gonna deal with this bitch in heels right now. This is not happening. Uh, and then three, I walked into that dance venue like I was a fucking boss, okay? Like, my dean of students was at the entrance and my school counselor was doing ticket sales, but these are my homies. <laughs> so like, I, I'm like, hey Mac, what's up? His name's Mr. McFarland, but like, I call him Mac because we're cool like that. And then I go inside, I'm like, oh, Miss Ahmed, like I forgot to buy a ticket. She's like, no, nah, girl, you're good. Like, that's it. like we're good. Um, so I go in, I'm like, I'm good, I'm back. Like, coat check done, Birkenstocks are on. I'm like, and then my stomach starts to hurt. And, and I knew at that point, it was time to take it downstairs to the bathroom and I'm I'm walking down the stairs slowly and not only did I realize that I'm still drunk but I realized that what was about to happen next could be the end of me and I make it to the ladies restroom door just trying to fly under the radar but there's another chaperone there. And I think you guys know who it is. Miss <laughs> McCullough. So I go there and, and I just, things are moving really slowly for me at this point, okay? Like, like I'm like, hi, Miss McCullough. And she's like, hello, Sonali. And I go to the farthest stall in the bathroom, but that's still 10 feet away from her. And I'm like, at this point, rationalizing in my head, I'm like, okay, 
Like I'm convincing myself it's fine. It's a it's fine to have loud diarrhea like next to your AP statistics teacher because like I could have eaten something bad. Like I just ate something bad. I had bad food. It's fine. Shit those apples out. Shit the apples out. <laughs> so I'm there and I'm like shitting. And I'm shitting and I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling relieved. Like and I think and I know, I know I wasn't feeling relieved. You know why I wasn't feeling relieved. Because I actually had to vomit. And I and I know that because I vomited right then and there, so, simultaneously. So I, I'm, I'm shitting a continuous stream into the toilet, and I'm also vomiting, a, like projectile vomiting onto the floor in front of me, and all while my AP statistics teacher is 10 feet away from me. And so 30 seconds goes by, as well as my like life flashing before my eyes, and I'm like, I get some toilet paper here. This, I have to do this. I get some toilet paper, and I'm like, I'm like mopping up the vomit. And, and it's like this. It's like I'm like mounding it, and I'm like, I pick, I pick it up with my hands. I clean it up. I pick it up with my hands. I put it in the waste bin. I flush the toilet. I get up. I walk outside to to go clean myself up. God damn. And then. Miss McCullough is still in the door of the bathroom, and her back is toward me. I go and I, I wash my hands, and then I go toward the door and I say, excuse me, Miss McCullough. And she turns around and she, very slowly, and she looks at me with her steely blue eyes, and she says, have a lovely evening, Sonali. I hope you enjoy the dance. And I fucking did. And then, and then six months later, Miss McCullough agreed to write my college recommendation. Means like in that moment at the International House at the University of Chicago because that's where the dance that's where the dance was. While I was eliminating like everything into that bathroom, Miss McCullough had a choice to make. She could either get me into trouble or get me into college. Yeah. And she chose the latter. So this is to Miss McCullough. Thank you so much for getting me into college. Glasses up. I don't drink. Yeah, I'm good in here. Cheers to Miss McCullough. I, I didn't read the recommendation, but I hope to God she said I was good at multitasking. Right, this has been lovely. Thank you all for having me. Um, I was so nervous for the show. I crapped three times today. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Brianna Wellen. You can follow me on Twitter at Brianna Wellen and on Instagram at Breeze Marie. And uh, uh, read the Chicago Reader every week, I guess is my main plug. Keep picking it up. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LadylikeChicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>